0: In this week's podcast episode we're joined by the lovely Louise, manager of Wally's Day Nursery and Louise is going to be sharing with us how she introduced Hugo to her staff team sharing some practical ideas that you can implement into your practice. Louise welcome to our podcast you're our very first guest on the show and it's so lovely to have you now I wondered if you could just
1: start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background um so I at the moment I manage um a nursery that my mum owns so my mum owns it we're a family run setting um quite big now we started with one building and we've got three now that we operate from. Um, but I have always really worked with my mum. Um, So I've been, I did a little bit of work for our local council, um, supporting some settings, um, particularly when the Vulnerable Two funding came out. Um, So I did a lot of work with some local settings around their environments and their, you know, the way that they did their work with their twos. Um, But not really, I've I've only really worked in, worked properly where I am now um but my I've got a degree in um early years um and then I went on I took a gap year and then I went on and did my master's degree in early years as well um considered the PhD a little bit but then life gets in the way children happen houses happen husbands happen Oh, Um, so never really went back went back there really
0: but you can always return to it if you need to can. it's right you know it's yeah. never too
1: late is it no it's never too late and i think that's i think that's part of the reason really why we are the way that we are at, at you know the nursery because we are always learning um and you know you never even if you get the outstanding you know you're never you never really where you you can be you can there's always more that you can do um which is one of the reasons why we took on, um, the accreditation really. Um, I've just written a book actually with Laura who runs, um, Stonehen. Oh yes, Um, Yeah. I know Laura very well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I um, have just written a book. I'm writing three at the moment. Um, I just finished my first one, um, which is all about creativity in the early years. Um, and so the first one is based on babies. And so Laura gave me, um, Quite a lot of images from her setting. Um, she contributed quite a lot, and it was her actually that started, uh, that had talked about the accreditation. When she was talking about her um, her influences and her inspirations and things, um, your name came up actually, um, and so we we had a little bit of a chat. And she said, "Oh, if you if you ever want to do the accreditation, the, you know," she gave me the link, um, and we have we've been following you quite a while on Facebook. Um, and never really. Every, I suppose it's like life, really. Things just get in the way, and you kind of follow the pages, and you think, I would really like to do that. And you know, you look at things like budgets, and that's something that affects everybody. And you think, Oh my goodness, we, you know, we can't do it. And then you look at some of the photographs and some of the inspirations from the other settings, and think, Actually, we can. We can do it. You know, it is. It is achievable. Um, and then, of course, when you put on the you could pay monthly, that was it then. It was like, actually, we could do this now. We could do oh, this.
0: I'm so good, glad that it's working for you. And um, when we first set out doing the Hugo and Yale years accreditation, we just did a one off payment, which worked okay for some settings, you know, schools as well that just get their budget yeah. in and like a big amount. But I found for childminders and nurseries, they wanted something different. They wanted a yeah. plan. So yeah, it's great that we can now offer that and have more flexible ways of, of paying and you've been able to access it then.
1: Yeah. And it's, like I say, it is, it's different. If you're a school and you like, say you get a budget and you can go, right, this portion is going to this and this portion is going here. Um, and I think when you're a nursery, I mean, it's, uh, it's slightly different as well for us because we're privately run. And so if you're, a, you know, you're maintained and you're at a school, you get a budget very similar. Um, whereas when you're private and you are for profit, you, you kind of have to make your own, really. Oh, um, yes. it, it's, it's not, you don't just get those budgets, you have to find them for yourselves. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really lovely that everybody now can, can access it.
0: Oh, I'm so glad, and also there's so much fabulous training out there as well at the moment that yeah. you just want to make sure that you're investing in the right thing as well. Um, yeah, it's really nice that Laura from Stonehenge Childcare could be a recommendation, and you could see some of the work that she'd done and, and see it in practice. Then, yeah, to reassure you.
1: Yeah, it's lovely. I think there's a couple, um, because there are a couple now, I think, that do the accreditations um, on different things. And I think the nice thing about the HUGA one is that actually it's something that not everybody knows about. And so when you look at some of the other ones that we considered, um, you know, and cost isn't everything. But, you know, when you look at what we are trying to create with our setting and the feeling that we want for the children and what we're trying to bring into our provision, lots of the other places and the other, um, you know, the other kind of ways that you can get an accredited setting. They're already things that we do. And so lots of them have got all of their um, inspiration from, you know, the pioneers of early years. They've got the Montessori, they've got the Reggio, they've got all those different bits. And those for us, we felt that actually those were the things we were already doing, you know, we already invested in, authentic materials we already don't really have lots of um lots of plastic lots of brightly colored we've already kind of started our journey in that way that we we understand the the importance for children of calm environments you know places where they can feel warm and loved and valued and then of course their learning is just going to come from that um and for the rest of the staff, the nice thing, like I say, about the hugar accreditation is that it is learning for them because they don't necessarily know where it comes from. They don't necessarily know all of the different elements. So it's lovely that they can learn as well on some of the others. I felt that if we if we'd have invested in those, we wouldn't perhaps have got out as much as we would we we are doing with this one.
0: Oh that's so lovely to hear and I think one of the main things for me when I was designing the training was that we could just develop that 360 degree version of ourselves our best self yeah Um, because when I was a teacher and I was going on all of these wonderful courses it was great for my professional development but actually I never had the time to implement any changes I would still be running around like a headless chicken trying to get everything done and So I needed something that supported my well-being and my health, as well as all of that professional knowledge and development. So that's why I tried to build the Hugo in the Early Years Accreditation, as I have really, just to try and involve all aspects of our life and try and make it accessible then to everyone that's taking part so that we're working on being more sort of rounded, I guess, as a person. Um, Going back to um, your setting, if that's okay, um, you're a family own setting which also fits into that hygge feel really really well trying to create that homely environment.
1: Yeah it is and I think that's that is kind of one of our selling points really Um, and a lot of our families like the fact that we are family run Um, because as I say it's my mum and dad um, that own the setting so my dad was in the army Um, got out of the army and then came and joined us. So he was a chef. Um, So now he cooks all of our meals. He does all of our um, snacks, make it all from fresh. So we don't buy in or anything like that. Um, My mum works there full time. I'm there um, when I can be. Usually I work five days a week, uh, but obviously I've got a six year old as well. So I've got to do the school runs and things like that. Um, And then my sister, she married into the military went over to Germany she did three years there so now she's back um so the four of us um my mum my dad my sister and myself we're all there five days a week um and I think let's say a lot of our families really like the fact that we are all there um and we try and build those relationships and those connections with the children and their parents and it's not we don't really have a a businessy feel if you like you know you don't walk into our setting and think it's, it's a business. It's more like an extension of our family, really. Um, and it, that's just the best, the best way, I think.
0: I agree with you. Um, and that's how you're going to get your children and your families settled and happy and wanting to access yeah. what you're doing, isn't it? Yeah. So you've, um, you've started on the, who go in the early years accreditation recently. I'd love to know sort of how you got started. How did you introduce it to your
1: team? Um, did you do anything in particular with them? Uh, any training? So I looked, first of all, I looked at um, logged on. So once I'd done it, logged on, um, to kind of get the lay of the land really, and see, you know, the setup, the context, how it was kind of meant to, meant to happen really. Um, because I noticed that all the modules come down. um, The titles of all the modules and all the sections are there, which is lovely because you can, you see what's coming next. Uh, So we sat, we talked, um, told the staff, obviously that that's that's what we were planning on doing. Um, Like I said, it's really good that it works for your home life as well. So it's not all about your setting because I agree with you. When you do some of these others, you think, well, that's lovely. But actually, if you've got a home a little bit like myself, I suppose, you know, I've got a husband, two children, two dogs, house. And you think, actually, my home life is mad and I need some strategies that that are transferable that I can do. I can do this at work. I can do this with the children. But actually, I can come home and I can do it with my own children. You know, I can go for my dog walks. I can go and do some of these things that we've put into place at nursery. Um, and the staff really liked that as well. You know, they were really up for learning about really how to, how to calm themselves down and how to slow down. Um, because I think lots of adults really struggle with that. Um, and I think if we're struggling with that, then how do we expect them to be able, you know, how do we expect our children to be able to calm down, slow down, and just breathe a little bit? Um, so we, I did kind of skip ahead a little bit, Um, and I watched a couple of the videos before I talked to the staff, just so really that I could make clear in my head what it was about in order to give it to them. Because I, what I didn't want to do is, you know, go into the first staff meeting and say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to watch these videos. We're going to follow in the, the, we're going to do the tasks. And then they start asking me questions that I couldn't really answer. Um, so I found that really helpful that actually you can access the first at least the first seven before you've done anything because it gives us as leaders and managers the ability to look and know what they're going to do with their staff. Um, I so think I that's look,
0: really key. I'm so sorry to interrupt you there. No, don't it's really keep going key. <laughs> um, oh. When you're introducing something new as a leader, you need to have that confidence that what you're training your yeah. staff on is relevant and you know whenever you're introducing something new there will be questions that come up from your staff about well how will we do it how will we make it work for us and if you're not confident about it yourself you're not going to be able to answer those questions in a way that informs the staff member about what they're doing so you did absolutely the right thing and that's really good advice for anyone else that's uh, approaching the accreditation as well to maybe just go through it first and have a look at what it actually involves and have a read through things so yeah that's
1: a really good tip so then did you get your staff together for a meeting um we did yeah so we we decided um that we were going to do one a month so um we looked at obviously it's a year year year-ish um and kind of thought that we could we could do that in a year it was very feasible that we could do that in a year um so we decided that we would do a staff meeting a month where we would only talk about the accreditation. So we weren't gonna talk about Ofsted, we weren't gonna talk about safeguarding, we weren't gonna talk about the day-to-day run-in, we weren't gonna do any of that. We were gonna focus purely on the accreditation and give the girls, we have all got girls at the moment, it's all girls, (laughs) uh, you know, give our girls something that they could focus on really. Um, So I said, I did read ahead and we looked at um, the journals that you advised um and actually that was the best way for us to be able to do that i know that i read um on the accreditation page on some of the comments some people have decided to do it digitally some people have decided to do it in different you know make a display and things like that um so we we went with scrapbooks so i bought all of our rooms we've got four rooms um so we've got a baby room a toddler room and then we've got a lower preschool and an upper preschool and um, so I bought all the rooms an A3 scrapbook um with the hardback spiral bound books um so I bought them one of those I bought them a pack of pens because you know what early years are like with pens we live um, our stationery don't we we? <laughs> we love it um so pens um Belt pens by Rose, different bits, and then the first meeting that we had, we watched um, it was the introduction section. So I think there's an introduction, um, and then there's four little kind of tidbit videos, really. Um, so we watched all of those. We talked about what Hugo was, what it meant for us as adults. We what I thought would be really helpful to kind of focus, focus the girls a little bit is to give them little tasks to do in the month that we're not necessarily dealing with you know when we are trying to deal with the day-to-day and things like that to keep them focused on actually the task in hand um, and so for instance this time we had our meeting um, we introduced the journals and said that look this was going to be our way of kind of documenting our journey if you like um, and so between now we've got another meeting um, at the end of february and so between between the meeting we had and the, end, the the beginning of February when we have our next meeting, um, they were asked to do a front cover for their journal that reflected what they felt that Hougar was um, and what it meant for them um, we they asked They were asked to do um, an a four page on themselves, so as adults so things like their family. Things lo- the, you know, the things that made them happy, really. Yeah. Um, and then we also had a chat about um, how we were going to get it across to the parents, how we were going to inform the parents and make sure that actually they were on board and that they could almost follow our journey with us, really. Um, and so we were we talked about a display in our reception areas because obviously they are through areas that everybody sees all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I also asked them to do a display in their rooms so that when we had things like a parents evening or when we had visitors or when we had uh, prospective parents that want to come and have a look at the nursery, then they can see as well our kind of commitment to ongoing progress. Um, And so they've been doing, they've been looking at the ways really that they are almost like a vision board for the children effectively and so it's the ways that they want to bring Hugar into their practice, into their provision, in, you know, specifically for their, their rooms and their children. Um, we're halfway there, we haven't got there yet. They've got another couple of weeks. Um, and then hopefully I can take some photographs of those and put them up on the Facebook page once they're all, um, once they're all done. This sounds like such a
0: brilliant start. I really, I really love what you've done here. And I like the fact, that each of the uh, members of staff can investigate what hygge is for them because for most of them it's probably quite a new concept so yeah it's quite nice to explore it because it does feel differently for each of us we all find joy in different things so yeah. we need to almost connect that to ourselves first and tune into it so i love the fact that you started with this and created some vision boards as well so i look forward to seeing these over the yeah. group <laughs> Um, another good step as well is to take some photographs of your provision before you start. Um, just so that you've got your clear starting point. Uh, maybe include some examples of the way that you currently plan and organise things like that. Just so that you can look back at those and see your journey as you move through the accreditation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the first the first couple of pages of the scrapbook, that's that's basically what we said for them to do really. Is to write down, you know, the routines that they've got now um, the kind of little bits of their day that they don't think are important to put them down. Um, and then we have, let's say, started to take some photographs of what we've got now and how the room looks. Um, and we just did, um, so now we moved on, we did that. And then, um, we watched that really, really interesting video. Um, it was a bonus content. Ooh, After was it, it, it yeah, yes. that's the oh. one. It says um, we looked at the what is what is who got, and then um, we talked about that, um, and that's when we came out with the the vision boards for them. Um, and then just as we were going, because there wasn't really any text under it, I so thought it's bonus. Let's just watch it. Um, and actually, it was it was so lovely to have somebody else. Think what we think because sometimes you know and I suppose it happens to everybody when you talk to professionals and you talk to other people and you think you know are you doing it right you know you think well this is what we think is right for children this is what we believe they need to have um and actually to watch that video and to hear her talk about you know, how childhood is being lost and how children don't have access to all of these things that they should have readily. I just, it was lovely for us as a whole team to go, this is what we think. This is exactly on the right path. Um, We've got a couple of members of staff that have come from other settings who did things differently. And so it's taken a while for them to come round to actually this This is not the way I've always done it, but this is still better. This is, this is what we need for children. Um, And actually to sit there in a group all together and to be able to have the professional discussions, if there was anything that we disagreed with, if there was anything that any member of staff picked out and thought, well, what is she talking about? Mm. Why, why does she think that? It was nice that all 12 of us were there to be able to say, well, this is why this is, this is what we think, um, and yeah, it was it was really lovely to know that actually there are people that think like we think.
0: Yeah, it's really. We're good. trying to get back childhood, <laughs> and I think it leaves you feeling really empowered, and you're just thinking, right? We can do some actions. We can make positive change. Let's just get on and yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, um, and that's that's I think what we what most of us took from it that actually we are doing the right thing and we have to keep going for the sake of the children. Um, and it is really hard some days because, you know, you have to, you can't tell parents how to parent. And it is really difficult to try and have those conversations where you know that you're doing everything that you can for these children while they're in your care, but that actually when they get home, that's not necessarily what's going on for them. and. And so it's nice to hear and nice to be able to be a part of something like the accreditation where actually we can share it with parents and say, look, this is what we're trying to achieve for your children, not just for us, not just so that we can say, oh, well, we're a setting that's done this. We're an accredited setting. It's not about that. It's about the children and trying to make sure that actually they grow up in an environment and they've got that support at home. And I think if them parents can see that we're investing in that for our setting and our children, hope, the idea is hopefully that they will take some of it on board.
0: I think you've hit the nail on the head perfectly there. This isn't just a tick box exercise. It's not just a no. training course that's going to get you a certificate at the end to show somebody. <laughs> we're early the years. We test like
1: tests. certificates. <laughs>
0: it's no we're creating change we're making a movement in what we're doing and we're trying to improve things for the children to have a greater impact and I know that our days are really busy but I used to find myself filling my time doing tasks that had no impact whatsoever on the children yeah and I think to myself why have I had to do this you know it's not benefited them in any any way at all so no that was what I felt was really important when developing the training, that we just put the children at the center of it. Yeah. But we also put ourselves at the center of it as well so that we could fill ourselves with love so that we had more to give back. Yeah, so that we could feel like we're empowering the children too. Oh, it's so interesting to hear how you've started the course because I try and keep things really flexible so that you can all respond in different ways and your yeah. creative flair can just go off on a tangent if needs be. Um, you know, that's why some people are making displays, some people are doing scrapbooking, some people are holding um, like well-being walks while they're doing their training. It, it just depends on what works for you and your team and there isn't a set way of doing things. Um, which I think seems to work quite well, really. Um, yeah. No, it's really good to hear how you've started. And I just can't wait to see your journey now and what changes you make and the impact yeah. it has on your families as well that you're working with. It's, yeah, really good to hear. So thank you so much for all your kind words. That's um, all right. Before we go, a couple of things were you told me that you're writing a book? I would love to know more about this (laughs) and um, how our
1: listeners can take a read of it. Um, So I have written a book. So um, it's called Discover Creativity Babies um, and it should be out in the end of April. Um, So the first one is all about babies, so it covers children nought to two, because actually one of my kind of passions, I suppose, is um, creativity and getting children thinking, really. Um, And I kind of felt that there isn't a lot of literature on babies. You know, once you get to two, everybody wants to talk about you because they're easier. You know, once you start talking yourself... um, everybody can understand you and you can communicate when you're two. Um, I think the problem comes when you can't get things like um, consent from a child under two, really. Um, They don't communicate in the way that older children do. So I think there is a lot lacking um, for that particular age group. So kind of saw that and thought, actually, this is something that we could really tap into. And lots of practitioners really struggle, I think, with babies particularly, um, especially in terms of creativity, because... They worry about the mess. They worry about if they're going to eat it. They worry about lots of, lots of different things. Um, and so it's a book in two parts. So the first part is, um, really about babies. So perfect creative environments for babies, um, how to build yourself, um, a creative environment, how to creatively choose resources that will obviously foster, children being able to um, make independent choices, even at such a young age, giving them the opportunity to be free. Um, And it talks about um, relationships with adults. It talks about relationships with um, the key workers that they have. Um, And basically what creativity is, to be honest. Uh, Because I think that it is so broad, nobody really knows. I I, I hope I've kind of given some people some insight um, and then the second part is activities. So there are um, 40 activities in there as well that are all um, baby safe. So there are some dough recipes, there are some paint recipes, um, there are, like I say, over 40 different activities that they can do um, with children to 2 that they'll enjoy, I hope. Oh, Louise, it's been so lovely to have you on our podcast
0: episode this week. Thank you so much for giving up your time and sharing with us the steps that you've taken with your team to introduce Hugo successfully. I love the fact that you had your team create their own boards about what Hugo looks like and feels like for them. And then you've given each of your room leaders a scrapbook so they can record their own personal journey in there. I think these are all great ideas that many of my members can just take and implement into their own practice as well. So thank you once again for sharing and I can't wait to see how the rest of your journey develops and evolves. Um, I also can't wait for your book to come out in April and I'm going to create a link to your book and more about you over on our show notes so that our listeners can discover more about Wally's Nursery.